every conversation about sound exchange is exciting. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, totally. By the way, welcome to the show. It's it's so crucial. I'm uh, I'm one of your hosts. My name is John Johnson. I wish I had a nickname. Um, so if somebody can think of a nickname for me, maybe you got an can... easy name to remember though, John Johnson. How could you forget that? So yeah, but you're not JJ. No, like, see, some people call me John like Johnson. Call me JJ. It's like John Johnson. Sounds like Don Johnson. <laughs> yeah, Johnson. Some people used to call me Don Johnson. That just yeah, pissed me off. It's like, well, there I'm not is. white, aka Don. And I feel like you're just calling me white by doing that. But then I just embraced it. So. Don Johnson. No, they call you Miami, actually. Oh, I like that. They call a cool so white guy. Miami. That's not, yeah. it's, than yeah, being nice. it's better than being tubs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's one of your co-hosts, Don Johnson, and to my, <laughs> and to my right. We have the esteemed Grammy Award winning producer, Crucial Keys, Carrie Brothers. <sighs> Come on, audience. That was amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Should be you a know, Foley we, effects artist. We actually have too. a sound effects guy in the house. Oh, yeah. Here we are. He didn't bring it with him. We're not, we're not going <laughs> to. Go fight. Here we go. There we go. Uh, before we introduce the sound effects guy, we got to uh, Carrie's right, Mr. B Side, show producer. And of course, our special guest, one of the greatest sound designers in history of mankind. Wow, it's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mr. Mike Young, how are you feeling today? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I love you, Mike. All right. You're amazing. So usually we spend the first little bit of the podcast to talk about something that happened in the news this past week. And there's a lot of good shit that's happened in this past week. Okay. By good shit, I mean like... Big things, you know, things that have, you know, created some ripple effects and, you know, might have, you know, some long lasting uh, effects. I just used effects too many times, but you, you guys understand what I'm talking about. So we got good news. No. So oh, anyways. I thought we had good news. Well, it could be good news. Oh, you knows? said big news. Big news. Big news is not necessarily good news. Yeah. I All mean, right. it could be depending on who you are. I need some good news, man. What I asked you about the other day? So you asked me about 100% licensing, and there was a whole bunch of shit about it in the news yeah, let's, let's this week. Break so, that down. Yeah, okay. So this was, we touched on this a little bit a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was basically that the Department of Justice uh, ruled. DOJ. Yeah, the big, the big guys. They rule on a lot of shit. You know, it's like, it's basically like the, the district attorney's office for the entire United States. Yeah. Um, if for anybody that watches Law and Order and knows who a district attorney is, um, so basically the Department of Justice ruled that um, they weren't going to make any changes to the consent decrees that govern ASCAP and BMI. That's the consent decree is basically an agreement that the government has with ASCAP and BMI about how they can do business. Uh, ASCAP and BMI asked for the Department of Justice to review the consent decrees because they wanted to make some changes. And how? And, and let them know how old it was. How old uh, was the that? consent decrees were established in the early 1940s, 1941. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? 1940. ASCAP. Yeah, so, so so they were wanting to change things to bring them with, with involve streaming. And well, all at that least kind of get stuff. to the same to, millennium, millennium. Yeah, to, to sort of <laughs> to sort of change up the playing field because the consent decrees that govern ASCAP and BMI say a few different things that um, they wouldn't say is in their favor. For instance, if a business wants to use music out of ASCAP and BMI's repertoire, they have to grant that business a license. Yeah regardless of whether or not they've actually agreed on a fee for it. So the license is granted once you give 
ASCAP and BMI the intention that you would like to uh, make their music available for whatever public performance use that is, whether that be terrestrial radio like Kiss FM or interactive streaming like Spotify or over the air broad over the air like stuff that plays in the supermarket or like a concert hall or, or whatever the fuck. Like ASCAP and BMI. Yeah. They have to grant the license no matter what. And it can take some time before a rate is actually agreed upon. And if the ASCAP and, uh, or BMI and the business have a disagreement on the rate, then they have to go to a rate court to essentially Question, decide does that, does it, on the rate. Does that affect CSAC too? No, CSAC isn't governed by the consent God decree. God damn it. CSAC doesn't have enough market share. You know, these consent decrees were established because businesses in the 1940s complained and they said, listen, ASCAP and BMI basically have all the fucking music. We have to yeah. negotiate with them in order to get a license to publicly perform mm -hmm. compositions. So we're fucked in, in, the in, the, in negotiations with them because we have to agree or else we can't play the music, whether that be a restaurant or, or mm -hmm. whatever. Back in the day, it was mostly restaurants and, and concert venues that had the, um, had the battles with ASCAP and BMI. Um, so CSAC, CSAC, what, has maybe 5 to 10% of the public performance market? And they're a British, British base? No, they're privately held, I believe, in the U.S. by, okay. um, by a, a basically like a venture capital firm, like a private holdings firm. Okay. Um, uh, so they're actually a for-profit company, whereas ASCAP and BMI are, are not-for-profit entities. So there's a few different differences, uh, not to make anybody instantly fall asleep um, <laughs> when you talk about, you know, corporate structure. But, but basically, in reviewing the consent decrees, the Department of Justice was like, hey... We don't think there's a problem with how these are set up, so we're not going to make any changes. However, there's something that's a little funky here. It's that we think these consent decrees say that ASCAP and BMI have to grant um, a license for a full musical work, regardless of whether or not ASCAP and BMI actually or, B or BMI, I should say, actually control the full work. And right now, the performing rights societies, ASCAP and BMI, are only granting. Um, they're basically only granting a license for the shares of, of a work that they control. So what this means is is basically, uh, say, B-Side is an ASCAP writer, carries a BMI writer, which is actually a lie because he's an it's ASCAP writer. <laughs> and Mike over here is a, is a BMI writer as well, and they just released a radio single. Mm -hmm. um, iHeartMedia, who owns like all the big major radio stations in the U.S., or, or most of them, in order to perform this work or play it over over the radio would have to get a blanket license with both ASCAP and BMI because they control, mm. essentially they together control the entire work. Now the Department of Justice is saying that the consent decrees are structured in a way so that iHeartMedia would only have to get a license with one of the two, say ASCAP, in order to, to play the work and that it's, it's actually illegal to to uh, make a company like iHeartMedia pay uh, essentially twice for the same work by paying both ASCAP and BMI the blanket fee for that song, so essentially that uh, makes all uses of public performance, whether that be a song being played in a restaurant, in a in the Staples Center at a concert, or an, via an interactive streaming service like Spotify, over Pandora. Uh, on the television, you know, w regardless of how it's being played, if the business that runs that service 
wants to get a blanket with ASCAP or BMI license, that they will have access to all the works that ASCAP and BMI have just a partial share of. And that includes works that include CSEC writers and, and GMR writers, who's the other performing rights society that, that exists. So to, to cut to the chase, yeah. me as a, as a writer, yeah. and the song that I wrote with Mike, yeah. If I wanted to, which is beautiful, by the way. Mm. Thank you. I love that song. Yeah, it's I fucking love that good. Song. Yeah, good song. It's an '80s international classic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could undercut him if I want to and say like, I just need to. Uh, I want to license this song, but he's holding out for a certain fee. Could I dictate the rate as a writer? So the consent decree governs ASCAP and BMI. Just ASCAP and BMI. So technically speaking, however, copyright law has always said this. So I don't know if copyright law has always said this, by the way. So anybody who's going to like try and fact check me, like, please. And if you know, you know, hit us up. Come yeah. to the show. Yeah. Quit being a fucking smart ass and holding all the yeah, information yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Come to the show. Um, so basically, copyright law has always said if you are a co-owner of a copyrighted musical work, then you can license the entire thing. So as long as you account to the other co-owners. It has always said that. What's happened is, is in the music industry, there's sort of this um, uh, unwritten rule and sometimes an actual written rule because some sometimes this is actually written into agreements where co-owners of a song will agree that they all have to agree to license a song mm -hmm. before it can actually become licensable. Mm -hmm. Because like our song that we wrote together, he might say, I want Trump to use it at his rally. And yeah. I'll go, fuck no way. Yeah. But he could. Yeah, because yeah. he's a huge Trump fan, and he thinks Mike Pence has a lot of good ideas. And right, then right, um, right. all of a sudden, my song, my like lyrics are being sung yeah. while he's walking down the stage, but I couldn't do anything about it because yeah. I had my license. Now it's a Trump to. slogan and everything. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He shouldn't have made it such a good song that man. Trump really enjoyed. You know, I think that was mostly your That's fault. That's the problem, man. I shouldn't have called. We shouldn't have called it "Make America Great Again." I knew that was a bad title. <laughs> Jeez. But, so, oh wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So like, that's how you could end up in situations where, no, I don't want my song used in that case, yeah. and the other person says I do, and I've already licensed it, and who cares? Yeah, I mean, you can, I mean, you can do that now, you know. Um, the thing is, is that, that these consent decrees particularly affect ASCAP and BMI, so it only governs them and the limited rights that they have over the their members. So um, it basically just means that business it can create a say a bidding war for a performance license so say um you know some radio station says like oh man we only want one big fucking license you know this these performance licenses are too expensive like we're just gonna pay who ascap or bmi whoever is the cheapest to use only their music Mm -hmm. and we'll have access to all that music they have a partial share of. Mm -hmm. Sure, we're undercutting some songs. You know, mm -hmm. there's some Drake tracks that are only licensable by ASCAP. There's some shit that's only got ASCAP writers on it. Which is probably rare because of the use of samples. Yeah, I mean, there's a and lot of samples. There's so a that, lot of... that puts it on both sides. So yeah, I mean, that's why I could get, like, confusing because it's like, okay, yeah, this guy's an ASCAP writer, but he sampled all these records from the BMI catalog. Yeah. But it's cheaper to go to BMI. Let's go to BMI. Yeah. The same records. And then it's up for BMI to then account to him as an ASCAP writer, and it's going to take longer for that money to eventually get in his uh, hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably going to be an admin free from, from BMI to ASCAP mm -hmm. to actually mm -hmm. give them those royalties. So 10% mm -hmm. is probably coming off top. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately, not to mention the other ten percent or twelve percent that ASCAP's yeah. going to take. So your money's yeah. 
might look a little bit smaller that way. But take longer to get. Definitely gonna take longer to get there because there's multiple parties processing your money. You know, you Especially could probably with samples. You can have twelve people on your song. And I yeah. mean, Carrie, you can probably talk about how frustrating it is to get international money. It probably takes I mean fucking forever for that shit to come over. Well, it's 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 a little delay. <laughs> yeah. And then again, like you said, there's a there's an extra fee because yeah. it's coming from overseas. It's coming from and France, whatever. And, yeah. And for me, that's crazy because yeah. most of the music, Apra. most mm -hmm. of the music that I wrote with Alicia sells more outside of the country yeah and, and has so it's like man if i would have known that if i would have known what i know now i would have got a london address or something yeah and i would have huh. been better off you get know that I mean? money direct get that london bank account exactly even even the whole performance right uh, royalties from airplay even if you're not the writer as a <laughs> producer yeah you still get royalties from airplay right uh, in in yeah. other countries yeah that's but america right. doesn't neighboring rights right yeah. the, America doesn't honor that, so... Because there's no public performance right tied to master usage for terrestrial radio. It's just, it's just a whole crazy wrong. shit. Yeah. So there's like a black box full of money, of a lot of people's money, oh, including yeah. mine, that I'm not getting because I'm an American writer. Yeah. That's what we get for being <laughs> such imperialists. That's our punishment. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. No, but I mean, there, I mean, there's a lot of p potential implications here. You know, so you, who wins from this decision? Well, you could say that some businesses will could could end up winning because they could Pandora wins have the societies uh, in, instigate. They could essentially instigate a bidding war between the societies for <clears throat> only one performance license. I think, you know, I haven't read all the testimony, but you can, listener. Um, you can go to the Justice Department's website. Uh, this whole proceeding started two years ago in 2014. The Justice Department said after ASCAP and BMI requested that they review the consent decrees, that they would, and that they were requesting comments from any interested parties in, in, in this proceeding to to get to let their voice be heard. So, so Go online and tell them why you're mad. Yeah, so you can go to the Justice Department's website and actually look at testimonies or, or, or basically submitted comments from record labels from digital music companies from uh television stations from random like people from writers and producers remember lars from dk lars yeah that's sounds familiar yeah from dk used okay. to oh, right, the right, studio right, just right, down the hall right, right he submitted comments i read them last night okay. like, this is hilarious right. well he's on it yeah so so it's in and it's funny because a lot of just random songwriters isn't he from denmark yeah, he's from Denmark. See, he, see, Americans are so dumb. We don't, we don't participate. We're not. So, all you Americans, please log on. This yeah. is your Justice Department. Yeah, go to justice.gov. <laughs> look at their latest headlines. You'll, 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 you might have to go a few days back, but you'll, you'll find uh, somewhere in there the ASCAP and BMI decision. You can read their twenty-two page decision. Trust me, it's not that hard to read, even though it's, though it's a little long. Um, but yeah, and you can read all the different interested parties' testimonies. I think. For one thing, all the interested parties that were songwriters, I think a lot of them had no idea what the issue actually was, and right. mm -hmm. that didn't help anybody, because you're just having somebody from the Justice Department read your nonsensical rant about how yeah. tech companies are taking your money, and they're right. like, you don't even understand the fucking issue, yeah. so yeah. I'm going to throw this away, like yeah. this doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. That happens a lot, by the way, when yeah. any government entity requests yeah. public comment. Yeah, you just have people who have no idea what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they're opening the doors to all kinds yeah. of crazy. It's kind of like Twitter. 
Yeah. It's basically <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it's the government's it's like, Twitter feed now. You know, the comments, you're like, oh, what? Um, but yeah, I mean, the implications could be huge here. Um, BMI is going to be fighting this in court. ASCAP is going to be taking this to Capitol Hill and trying to lobby Congress, who inevitably won't listen um, to them because... For a whole nother sort of... No room. one gives a damn. Yeah, I it's mean... It's just music. Get honest, a real job. Honestly, we could have an hour-long <laughs> conversation about why Congress doesn't really care about your problems, songwriters. But I'm not... It, it's not like a rant that I'm going on. It's just... You know, you have to understand the music industry is concentrated in a few places in America. Yeah, yeah. And most Congress people don't represent a hell of a lot of musicians. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not really, guys. Yeah, sorry. It's not part of their whole sorry. thing. Well, we need some, like very wealthy musicians to pay off these politicians and then all of a sudden they'll become interested yeah you hear that Paul McCartney yeah Yeah, man oh great but yeah so that 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 was sort of the big news um for this week uh you know we'll see what happens with BMI's court battle they're they're basically going to sue the Department of Justice to get this overturned stay tuned stay tuned you know and ASCAP's gonna spend 12 years lobbying Congress yeah, it'll be like, and that'll yeah, be like fun, 2040 yeah. before the law changes. Yeah. Oh, no, it won't ever change. Like, Congress won't ever do anything. But no. Bottom line, there's always changes in the business, so please keep tuning in. We'll keep you up to date. Yeah. So let's go into the interview part, man. I'm, I got a headache now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need some ibuprofen, and we need, we need to talk ibuprofen. to... Special... I fell asleep, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> talk to our special guest of the hour, Mike Young. Oh, wake sorry. up, Mike. Wake up. Wake up. Yo. How are you, man? Good. Really happy to be here. Give us a, a brief rundown of some of the things you do or into. Um, I... Or how you got started. Okay, or, well, so, like, you know, I'm, like, mid-40s and, you know, so grew up, you know, as a kid and most influential music time from, you know, as a teenager was the 80s. That explains all the 80s music. Right, yeah. We were and, talking about 80s music for so long yeah. before we got on air. And, and we'll continue. And so, um, in that time, it was all radio. You know, that was the only, disco- that was music discovery. Yeah. yeah. And and like I was saying um, earlier that, we, I don't, New Zealand didn't even have MTV when MTV was launched or anything. We didn't even have that. So, um, radio was really interesting to me. Um, as a kid growing up and always held that fascination and I guess I was just I've always been an audio person drawn to sound and yeah. all that kind of stuff which is also explains why I'm such a Star Wars fan yeah like yeah. this side here yeah um, because, because of Star Wars be, because of Star Wars it was the sounds in Star Wars that really I think tweaked my imagination yeah really so like going R2-D2 and yeah all that Ben Burt is the you know greatest yeah. great sound designer and, and like all of those sounds sitting in the theater really opened my mind and imagination and I think that tweaked me to hearing the world around you know yeah and then that led to music and and so because radio was so powerful growing up that was naturally I want to be on to do that I yeah. didn't know what it meant whether it was just talking on the radio did you have a lot of stations or yeah was it like a it's weird no it's weird like New Zealand has too many radio stations really we've got way more than we should have for a country wow. of our size okay. um so it was quite a radio-obsessed culture. 
And so a lot of local radio, local radio was stations. It, was yeah. it like pirate radio? There was yeah, we had pirate radio okay. stations yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I like, um, those. like actually <laughs> broad, broad, broadcasting from a boat out in yeah, the bay yeah. outside of the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like those. all of that and um and then you know like a public radio service that was very strong based on the BBC, mm. um and so that was like as soon as you know I got my first job it was just in radio, and so um as a sound guy and learning um just all the basics all on reel to reel you know it's all yeah. analog at that time and just as an audio producer and doing like live news bulletins to air i was like sitting in the newsroom when the first gulf war broke wow or hell broke you know we didn't know anything was going on or we Which, knew things were going on but we didn't know and then i remember those crazy americans doing those yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's going Always making, on they make the news interesting yeah um, and like so like being you know it's amazing being in a newsroom and having like big events like that just sort of unfold and you're the guy having to push record on the tape machines to make sure you get the correspondence report wow. and if you mess it up you only got one shot and then you've you got to like the entire country the entire yeah <laughs> letting down the entire country before internet so no one could just go online and find out what's going right, on right um, and you know and they taught the basic skills that I still learn today which is um, approaching things very quickly and editing is the most important skill a sound guy could have above mm. plugins and what effects you can play like editing if you just give like 10 sound guys some raw material and say make something out of that and but you've got no plugins i will be able to make something just purely by editing pieces right nice um and but you're not as cool as the guys with the plugins though but so. i'm not yeah well no I'm not. I'm like, like, uh, what? Uh, uh. And then they go, Skrillex stutters and things. I used to make stutters with my double cassette deck. Same here. Um, and yeah, so, and then that, you know, is kind of what led me. And then I, so I started off in public radio. And where it was where the question was always, is this quality? Is this yeah. important? Over, yeah. is this making money? Because it's funded yeah. by the government, so you don't you're not trying to make money. Right. And then I discovered commercial radio that um, you could actually earn a decent living doing what I was doing, and um, kind of only doing the fun bits. So right. now all of a sudden I didn't have to worry about like all of the news and all that boring stuff. I could just like make station jingles and mm. you know play around with sound effects and yeah. what we call station imaging in um, radio world. Sound effects and just like creating like like the station drops and all that okay, sort of stuff, yeah. right? Right. right. Um, and can you like can you like describe some of your first station drops? Like could you like 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 what I I guess aud audibly like. So enunciate them for us. <laughs> I used to um, somehow we used to get like sound check tapes from st like looking to American radio station commercials radio mm -hmm. was always like wow that's what we wanted to sound like that so yeah. like Z100 from yeah. the 80s and yeah. Z100 from the 90 from the 90s I mean yeah um, and and even like you know um, LA stations and, and you know, K Rock and you know, right, that sort of stuff. Right. And listening to what those like station IDs and things sounded like, and the mm -hmm. process, and we didn't know how they were doing it. Right, right, right. So I, yeah, I remember like just hearing some of those explosions or those sorts of sounds, and I didn't, I didn't have access to those sound libraries. So I'd right. think I'm going to get a piece of paper, hold it really close to the mic, <laughs> and slowly like tear, <laughs> get that tear sound like. Yeah. <laughs> 
and then like boost, boost it up and then layer it and all this stuff. Like, that must be how you get a wash. That's how they do this wow. stuff. You know, like, like I don't know. Right Real like, yeah, like in making organic sound effects like that. That's creative. Um, just how I imagine. Like, mm. I had no way. I didn't realize there were like these sound libraries that you could pull sounds <laughs> from and things <laughs> and like smashing things and that, you know, messing around. But it was really creative. Yeah. And um, it's the best way to learn. Right? And it's the greatest way to learn. And then it was also just like, you know, uh, this was early days with early, like very basic digital recorders, you know. Yeah. And so just doing simple stutter effects and yeah. things were like, well, you know. And it took um, like forever, right? Took forever. Well, you know, I mean, you're just chopping out like a yeah, little bit yeah, of sound, yeah, repeating yeah. it. But, um, and you know, with, then I. With, with tape or the, no, with, the first on, digital? No, on digital. Okay. And, but then, do, you know, then I got an NPC and then I sort of start messing oh, around with an NPC to do like station drops and things like that and actually programming little voice parts. Right. Right. You know, in a, on a bar, just as one bar or something. What about, did y'all have that, uh, I, I don't know what the name of it, but it's the playback machine, the, the instant, white one? Instant, instant replay? replay? Instant replay. Did yeah, we had that? those. Yeah. Yeah. They're expensive, crazy expensive yeah. machines. Yeah. yeah. I remember we, that one. Please. Boy, I have one of those. And that you, yeah, you pressed it. Yeah. Yep. Please tell me, even if it's a lie, just please tell me that you also had a morning show yeah. on the radio station. Yeah. And like you were the one programming like the shitty like effects that the Farts. morning show. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is. I I worked on a morning show. I'm not going to name it. But, and this really happened where the morning show announcer came running in one morning and said, quick, we need the sound of a cow moo and then the cow explodes. <laughs> and then went running out and I'm just sitting there going, yep. Wow. Yeah. Why, why don't you throw, it, right? why don't you throw right. a fart effect in there as well? Wow. And then it'll just be like the ultimate morning right. show. <laughs> 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 perfect. That's perfect. But, yeah but I also know there's a lot of like those morning show people that hate it that hate that sort of stuff but they do it and they're like I've got to do the fart jokes Mm -hmm. that's what they're tuning in for you know and they listen when Gus is on his morning drive to the sheep farm yeah (laughs) (laughs) he wants to hear the cow exploding man you're taking us there (laughs) alright so many goddamn sheep around New Zealand (laughs) blow them all up (laughs) (laughs) man Good morning, New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So from like, so my, like years and years in radio and doing like radio imaging production and stuff, and then eventually I moved to the states ten years ago to New York, and from right. that point I just sort of, and that was when streaming was very early, right? And um, and I just fell into that world at the right time, um, and. I've really kind of since then just been working in the streaming world, doing the same thing. Right. You know, right. Um, but working with you know Spotify since before they launched here in the US. Oh wow. Dash Radio is another big one that oh, I work with right DJ now. DJ Ski shit. Skis, right? yeah. yeah. Project which is super exciting, and um, you know, like they got two stations on there now. Um, that Snoop runs, which are super yeah. fun to work on. And this is all uncensored as well. Yeah, it's not like yeah, beat, yeah. those poor dudes over at Beats yeah. gonna censor everything. Yeah. You know, f- feel for Dre having to that do a sucks. show. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, and they've got like, there's so much, so, there's over 70 channels. Download the Dash Radio app, it's yeah, free. Yeah, I, I have Dash, yes. And so I also do all of the, um, the same thing, all of the audio production, the drops <laughs> and the station imaging for all of those stations. Um, there was a guy who, when they launched, who was doing it called Sketch, Sketchomatic, who um, 
you know there's a lot of his work is still on there as well mm-hmm. but you know I'm kind of like working through and um, it's so much fun and also that company it's real startup mode so it's right. like everyone yeah, do everything they have like their offices are like it's like Hollywood right? Hollywood yeah yeah well the studios are in Hollywood now they've, they've now got office space in Irvine oh, California okay. where the most of the, the like the music programming is done from mm-hmm. and, and Ski has like his office out there right um, but yeah the, the studios are yeah, in Hollywood and they've just they're upgrading them at the moment you know nice. it's really they're really they just got their second round of funding so you know there's reinvestment going in and is this tied into ski tv as well i think no they're really separate, separate they're kind okay. of separate things okay um prominent minnesota viking adrian peterson is an investor in uh uh dash radio minnesota and the house He's don't you know oh. also dj ski is I, from minnesota yeah so. there you go a lot of, a lot in of case Minnesota anyone doesn't happening. know, John Johnson obviously is from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, um, yeah. So the salmon also run a like a, an online um, music stream for Macintosh Labs, which is like uh, not Mac, not Apple Macintosh, but Mac- like MCI. MCI, yeah, yeah, like the uh, super high-end luxury audio products. They did the original um, Woodstock PA system. Oh, um, and and created I think the Wall of Sound for the Grateful Dead and wow you know, okay. they're a legendary American company still based in their same um, upstate New York factory that they've always wow. had and you know kind of a family-run business nice and so like running so I, I program and produce and run this music stream for them that's again it's free so um, it comes with the equipment when you buy it. You, with their streaming equipment, is preloaded and like, okay. uh, um, but it's just it's actually an app. Most of the listing is oh, just okay. on a free app. So it's just a, a service that they do just to try and like you know keep their branding out there. So, and, it, so is there a particular like genre or that like? one? It's okay. That's really interesting because they just they're all about like high end quality. You know, like yeah. the equipment is like no expense spared. Right. And so like the approach for the programming the music was we don't want it to really be genre specific we just want it to be quality music okay and um so dmx is so it well no it'll go from like tribe called quest into um probably all grammy winners no not even like (laughs) it'll go like into some old 80s band that like the cocteau twins (laughs) real quality stuff big in new zealand and and um and like, it would go from classic rock and album cuts and things into okay. like brand new blog, hot blog sound out of Brooklyn. Okay. You know, current into like some, you know, classic hip hop into a jazz, a Herbie Hancock. All jazz on the same beat. station. All on the same station, all nice. on the same stream. That's dope. So, That's and dope. as you listen, like, but every song is very carefully chosen mm-hmm. that it's got to be a great song. Right. And then, like, I, I kind of have them in categories, um, mm-hmm. more of categories of like, period of time so you program it i program all, all the oh, music nice, on there as nice, well nice. and so as you listen through to it you it really is like you don't know what the fuck is coming up next mm-hmm. but it hooks you in because you're right. like i don't i can't wait to hear what is coming on after right, this right, right. Oh, and right. it always catches you by surprise when you were when you were younger you know did you ever imagine yourself doing sound design no. for all these different companies Man, that- no i've just uh, i feel so lucky when i was younger i used to be in a band like new zealand it was mm-hmm. like you know like as you get into sound and everything and music and you think it's just about being in a band right and you don't realize there is so many 
options within right. the music industry that you could take that are just as much fun. That's why we do this part. This right? Just talk exactly. show. And talk about the other things. And, you know, but I, you know, like, so I was in a band for a while and all that was signed to EMI New Zealand for a bit. And, um, oh, what was it called? Uh, no way, man. <laughs> I'm not like, even going to allow <laughs> that to happen. I can't find it. We, 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 we got to get this one. We, gotta, <laughs> we, we heard some bad names. I don't think it's going to be worse than that. <laughs> what was it? Some skeet? What was it? <laughs> Oh, actually, <laughs> well, the band name was Trash, so that's trash. a pretty bad name. Okay. But it was spelled with a C for Eastern Block Chic. Oh, T R T R A S C H. Okay, that's not that bad. That's that's a little style. And it was know. because in the early days of sampling, like we were, I think one of the very first bands in New Zealand to get a sampler, <laughs> and, and we viewed it as like we're kind of taking people's what people are throwing out. Not that they really were throwing out because we we're just sampling other like songs. He's picking um, up the records we, people were we're taking out. out yeah, yeah we're taking out the like the out the out pieces yeah. you know and turning them into something taking the trash and turning right. them into something new and that was uh, kind of I like that them, yeah. I like that concept but it was very like industrial gothic sort of fucking you know like yeah all that sort of uh, like uh, in those days when you're discovering like synths and samples oh, yeah, and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. it's all about big noisy yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. You, know? you want to use it all yeah yeah <laughs> like, throwing it all in there put that in there so was your debut album called uh flourish and decay holy <laughs> shit you're good what the hell we're gonna play that right now <laughs> <laughs> we did like this um like i said like goth industrial cover version of papa was a rolling stone oh my god <laughs> we have to play that right now i don't even care if we can't clear it we gotta get a blanket license now <laughs> yeah um Oh, wow. Anyway, there it is, yeah. So, yeah. so that was what I thought. Like, when you get in the music industry, that's what it was about being in a band. And then I, you know, got heavily into radio and, and production, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, but never in a million years would I have thought that I'd be one living in America as this little kid from New Zealand on the bottom of the world, um, living in New York and LA, like the two like biggest big, big cities. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then working with some, like I was saying, like these sort of big like like Macintosh labs when when you learn about them yeah. you know it's they're really important and yeah. it's such an honor to say that I'm like involved with them wow. and then to also be involved with you know like for me like Spotify is you know revolutionizing yeah. you know, the music industry right so yeah. to, to have been involved with that for so long is crazy to yeah. think the path how many years on. now um two, was it 2010 or something wow. they launched in the states something like that I can't remember exactly. It's been a minute, yeah. Yeah. 2010 or 2011. Yeah, it might have been, yeah, 10 or 11, something like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, and just a a whole lot. And I've worked with Virgin Mobile, like ran their uh, music stream for four years. Virgin Mobile, right. Which was like this preloaded app and, you know, programming all the music and everything. I forgot about that. Yeah. They're not around. No, that, yeah. Well, that, that, that music service is not around anymore. Okay, okay. Um, but you know, I've worked with, you know, with I, like big name kind of brands and through that worked with amazing musicians and seen incredible like, um, acts, you know, met them in the early days and seen them flourish and yeah, just being part of all of that. I never, ever would have thought no way a kid from New Zealand, <laughs> just farming sheep, just farming sheep. <laughs> and then when I like, you know, and then, um, I mean, talking about sound designers that in Beats One, like, no, I mm-hmm. went and I, I've gotten to know the guy who does kind of what I do but over right. at Beats One who is this guy Forrest Martin who's incredibly talented crazy 
used to be the sound guy at um, Kiss here in LA. Okay. Um, and then you know, like he was taking me around, introducing me to people there, and like then of course he was like, oh, Zane, another Kiwi, yeah. like another yeah. like really influential, yeah. you know, in the yeah. industry, and you know, like his career path is insane. Wow. Um, and then there's another, you know, there's a couple of other Kiwis based around there, like yeah. who are, and, you know, we're a country of three million people. So small. And, and Kiwi so means from New Zealand. Oh, Zealand, yes. Americans. Kiwi, yeah, it doesn't refer, it doesn't refer to the fruit. It refers no, to not, our, not, not the fruit. It's, it's a derogatory it, term. It's not a rugby team. No. Not yet. It's our native bird. It's a t- little tiny flightless bird that okay. is only found in New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> oh, shit. Uh, is there anything that you want to plug, Mike? Any, like, uh, you know, anything that you've got going on that you want people to know about? Just, hey, I, I would I download, get Dash Radio, man. Like, Dash download Radio. that Dash Radio app and check it out. Go through all those stations because it's really, really good. Um, what station is Snoop thing on? Snoop's got a station called um, Doggy Style and another one called Cadillac Music. Oh, he has two. Yeah, yeah, Cadillac Music is for like his personal taste, yeah, right? yeah. which is the <laughs> 70s, old like beautiful yeah, I see, stuff. I see oh my God. All that stuff. Yeah. And he's got I, slow I see his Instagram. He's got Kevin Slow Jam and James does his show. <laughs> nice. And like the yes, boss? that's right. Oh. Well done. It's he Stop has his own balls. show on there, yeah, man. <laughs> that voice comes on, and you just like, oh my god, easy. Yeah. It's the checkoff hour. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, listen to those stations. They've got like Playboy Radio on there, who are surprisingly interesting, um, and like really well produced station. Right. Um, and uh, yes, Jules, the like Miami. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. Jules. So she's oh, heard about her. Talked about her on our podcast. Yes. Really? Well, she's just launched a station on Dash last uh, week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's yeah. There, I mean, look, just check it out. Okay. Beat yeah. Junkies. Oh, Beat Junkie junk- Radio, man. That was got the, the first thing he I did. Yeah, got the hat on. Yeah, got the hat on. Beat Junkie Radio is just as good as what you would hope it to be. Yeah. Whenever you turn that on and push play. There is going to be some funky shit. Big up to them, man. Yeah. Much respect for them. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Do you have a uh, Twitter or an Instagram or uh... Instagram is Mike Young Studio. That's the only thing worth following. Mike Young Studio. Mike Young Studio, yeah. You spell Young the regular way, you add an E. Just straight like up. a weird New Zealander way of <laughs> spelling Young. Do you add an E to the end? No. Okay. How else could you spell? Oh, you could spell Young. You could drop the O. Y U N G. True. Like a rapper. True. Yeah. Oh yeah. A rapper would oh yeah. Drop the o. <laughs> a rapper would drop the O. My, I was always destined to kind of. My name is Michael Craig Young, right? Okay. So at school, in like alphabetical, it would always be Young MC. Oh. That's what they call me out as. Right. Oh, right. That's perfect. And this was in the eighties too. So That's it was perfect. Like, oh my god. He, he was the king. He back was. Yeah. <laughs> Bust a move. Bust a move. Still funky. <laughs> Shout exactly. out to Bicycle Music, who, who owns a piece of that composition. The plug, um, plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> buy the CD. <laughs> yes, buy, support the music, people. Indeed. Uh, yeah, and that was our show. So thanks so much for coming yes, through, Mike. Yes, thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, now we'll get some sound effects. Yeah. That's no, good, that's we're, actually just, we're actually just going to... Uh, well, we're going to close out this show by playing uh, Papa Was a Rolling Stone. By Trash. By Trash. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, get some cool-ass sound effects going. Goodbye, people. Here it is.